Radio listeners, we are so glad that you are tuned in to us today. Well, we have a special topic. Um, yeah. It's a question that we hear quite often yeah. in today's culture, and it can be kind of a, um, a an interesting topic on both sides of the fence. And what that is, is how to bring order to your home, yeah. but... Um, from a wife's perspective, let's just say, why won't my husband step up to be the leader of the home? Or my husband always demands his own way. Wow. Either one. Yeah. Both sides of the fence, huh? Both sides of the fence. But you can have it from a perspective of, you know, from a female, like, I want to be the leader. Mm. You know, I can make better decisions than they do. They just sit around and do their own thing anyway. Yeah. But then there's the other aspect of, you know, why doesn't he step up and oh, wow. um, get things done? Why does he just check out whenever he gets home? Yeah. Um, there's so many things that it takes to manage a home. Right. You know, I really want his help, even if I do all the details. Right. Right. Absolutely. That's a, that is a big question. I think you presented it uh, so well. We do hear that. We do hear both sides. And I know you and I think I don't want to say either one of us here more than the other. I think we both equally hear it. And you stated it so well. So the title here of this one is How to Bring Order to Your Home. We're going to show you what that order is in just a moment. And I think actually, um, if you follow Front Sight, I don't know, a few months back, we actually tried to cover this, but more from the male perspective. Like, what does it mean? And really, what does it not mean? And so, yeah, what we want to try to do here is define, first of all, is there a biblical order in the home? There is. And also, is there a definition of spiritual leadership? So when the wives are like, I, I wish my husband was the spiritual leader, is there a definition for that? There is, if you will. There's more principles, rather, let me say that, than a definition. But it's interesting. So this is actually sort of an answer um, to a question, sort of a Q&A that we have. I was recently talking to one of our um, church members, and it, she actually said this. She said, you know what I'd like to hear? I would like to hear you define, like, what is spiritual leadership in the home? Like, what does that look like? And then I asked her, I said, well, you tell me what you think. It was like, you know, not like not like demanding, but it was more like, what do you think? And, and I want to hear, like, more of your perspective and, and what you're experiencing and so forth. Very positive, obviously, and actually she nailed it. She said, I just, I know we deal with this a lot, like in our life group um, that we work with and others that we see, we hear that a lot. We hear this question. And guys, I don't think want to know how, to, they don't want to ask it, but I, I do know they're wanting to know what that means. Like, yes. I want that. So tr here's the truth. Truth be known, and we'll probably say this a number of times. Truth be known, um, you, Raina, actually probably do a lot more of the detail work um, in the house, like shopping for insurance and, I don't know, calling the gas company, uh, things of that nature. Uh, we sort of divided up responsibilities, and you're a lot better at some of those things. So truth be known, 
you might make more decisions than I do in the house. But uh, I'd like to think, you know, for the most part, sort of I set the guidance and the tone for that. But it, it, it is a dance. Sometimes you lead, sometimes you follow. So listen, it's not so much what I don't want you to get out of this. It's not so much like who is higher on the totem pole. I don't want you to get like who has more um, like demanding authority. That's not what we're talking about. There's a solid biblical principle to follow here of what does it look like. So maybe if you're asking, my husband just won't step up. Well, does he know how to step up? Does he know? Are you actually allowing him? There's so many questions around that. Or maybe it's when I do, then he just uh, demands his own way. Like maybe what they're seeing is like there's an abuse of the leadership uh, and the authority. Can we just be honest that I think now, maybe more than ever, I don't know, we live in a very confusing time for husbands and wives. Um, for what we consider, I've referred to in front side, the, the modern man, they're actually confused about what their role in the home should be. Yes. They they hear one thing and are told to do one thing, but then maybe they uh, get results that show the opposite of what they should be doing. Certainly media doesn't portray um, certain outlets do not portray what healthy manhood, nonetheless, what healthy um, spiritual leadership looks like. So if you actually stop and think about the, the, the amount of media we consume a day, and that's print, that's digital, um, that's broadcast and audio, like even podcasts, the amount of media that we consume a day, like how much of it is actually intentional instructional or unintentional instruction on how to be a godly man? Wow. There's yes. not really a lot out there. Right. Nonetheless, like make that even tighter. How much is actually out there that we're consuming that says, this is what being the spiritual leader of a home looks like. Very little. I mean, little. and of course, due to our demographics and culture yes. in general, you know, yeah, we do have a lot of single moms. We have a lot of grandparents we raising do. kiddos. Um, we have dads that... Um, maybe grew up in homes where mom and dad were not there modeling yes. oh, for point. them manhood. Right. So you're you're having to figure that out on your own. Right. And so whenever you don't have those outside factors and guides, you know, you're kind of like, all right, is this it? Is this it? I think that's it. And um, unless the the church, unless Christian families live out on Monday what they're being taught on Sunday. Right. That makes a huge difference. Right. Um, or we're trying to make sure that what is lived out on Sunday is still the characteristic of the home. Right. Would Jesus walk with you in your home and wow. and the things that you do and the things that you talk about and maybe coarse joking, whatever it may be, um, our littles are always listening. You know, right. our littles are watching how we discipline the dog, you know, yeah. our you know, all of that kind kind of goes together, I think, to manhood, right. to feeling secure as a wife. Yeah. Um, even if you do, like we talked about, make more money than your spouse, right. but is your husband still being the leader yeah. um, to care for you? Right. No, every bit of that is so true. So um, I actually think that a lot of the frustration that wives experience, a lot of the frustration that the husband experiences um, we're going to cover today, I pray. Um, a lot of that can be um, answered 
if both of them will take the time to study, honestly, just three, not necessarily books. I can give you two books in the Bible and one model, Jesus. Um, but honestly, if they will if they will begin reading the book of Ephesians, which we're going to start with, Ephesians 5 predominantly, is one of the closest books that we can get to that has, if you will, a dedicated like paragraphs or sections on marriage and leadership in the home. Also read the book of Proverbs. The Proverbs has so many sections on what a man and male leadership looks like, what female and, and female leadership, submission, um, authority looks like. So much of that is covered. And then, of course, Jesus is our model in the Gospels, obviously, as he is the uh, he's the perfect bridegroom. So an example of how to be a, a husband, if you will, of course, to, to the church is an example. But is there an order? There is actually an order. So to answer the first question, is there an order in your home, and then how do we order it by the Scriptures? So if you look at Ephesians 5, there is an order. It says, first of all, Christ is the head. Now listen to that. It never said the man is the head. It said Christ is the head. Yes. Right underneath Christ in marriage and in home is the husband. Right underneath Christ. So we're not first. The guy's not first. Christ is first. But we're second. Like we're right behind Christ. What does that mean? That's that's an enormous responsibility. It sure is. And it's a humbling responsibility. It's humbling. Yes. It's that's not I didn't say that like haha we're that close. That's like uh-oh. That's like hang on. Like now the Bible starts with that and you know that the Bible says that husbands are to love their wives as Christ loved the church and gave his life. Like what you and I we have to learn to be super sa- sacrificial and humble. So leadership, male leadership, let me just say this right off the bat. Male spiritual leadership in the home is not coming in and saying, I'm home, everybody fall in line and listen up, you know, like this military thing, or demanding your way. Love never demands its way. No. Love never commands its way. Love Again, 1 Corinthians, love never keeps these record of wrongs. So this idea of spiritual leadership, doesn't mean or our head of the home. I'm not the head of the home. Christ is the head, and then the husband is under Christ. Now, he is the leader of the home, but he's not the head. He's the leader of the home. Underneath the husband is the wife, and then underneath the wife is the kids. That is Ephesians 5 in order. Mm-hmm. So that's how we order our home. Now, let's talk about what does that look like? Like, how does a, a gifted wife work with a husband that may not be uh, so strongly gifted in certain areas. Let's just take me and you, for example. You are far better gifted in me in certain areas of the home, like following through and due diligence of, of looking up you know, bills um, and, the, and the finances. It, you have such better wisdom. Like, you know, you have better endurance um, in, a, in a lot of those things. Like quickly, you and I, when we were first married, we set out roles and responsibilities of sort of what we were good at and what we weren't good at. In a lot of ways, you're still better at like home maintenance than me. <laughs> you know, we joke about that. Like, but my point is like, it's, it's recognizing. So just because you're the head of the home doesn't mean you come in and say, you do this and you do that and you do this and you do that. Right. It's more about the tone of the home rather than it is like owning the home. Is that Does that make sense? Yeah. And so truth be known, let's say out of 100 decisions that are made in a week um, for our household and for our family, you probably might make 60 of those. 
and I might make 40. Some weeks you might make 80, and I might make 20. Some weeks it might be just the opposite. That's The point is not like you, you made 80 decisions this week, and I only made 20. You robbed me of being a leader. No, 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 no. It's actually how to set the tone of the home. That's what we want to talk about. What does that look like? And the Bible does give us some really pretty clear guidelines. So I am kind of borrowing some from wor- some words from a front site and episode a while back, and I've modified them obviously a bit. It's not the same material at all, but I think we need to use them. So what does it mean to be a spiritual leader? First of all, it means being a pro-dad, pro-husband, pro-father, and pro-believer in Christ. I want to use the word pro. Why? Because number one, it, it, the Bible teaches you and I to be proactive. Okay, just like being a spiritual leader does not mean I come in and, and blow the horn like I'm in the military and all the troops, kids, you know, why line up and follow me and I bark out orders. I am also not called to be passive. Hmm. Passivity is the opposite of healthy leadership in the home. Just because you, Raina, are better at some things than I am, which is you're going to be. I'm not going to be perfect in every area, and you're not either. That's why we need each other. But to just come home and relegate, not delegate, relegate. Relegate just means like, ah, she'll get it done. No. If the dishes are there and you may not be good at dishes, do the dishes. Um, just because you know, you're know you you're tired, come home and empty the trash. Just because you're tired, come home and pick up the... That's what it means. Like Being a leader sometimes means being a servant leader. Yes. Like you have to model the way you said it well, that our little ones are watching how we treat the dog. Our little ones are watching all these things. Well, sometimes being a leader means you lead by example. Yes, very much so. Right? You don't necessarily lead by order that you're you're leading by um, example. And so as husbands, literally we as husbands have to be proactive. Now listen, in taking on a mindset, it's more about a mindset than it than it is a militaristic approach. It's more about a mindset of how am I taking care of my family? How am I providing for my family? How am I leading my family? What level of responsibility what level of accountability, let me use this word, and what level of ownership Yes. am I taking? Yes. Ownership doesn't mean dictatorship. Ownership means that uh, I own the responsibilities that I'm responsible for. Yes. And I either have to come to you and say, Raina, this is an area that I'm responsible for, but I'll admit right now, either don't have the time or I'm a little weak in this area, or I'd like for you to come alongside of me and help does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's being proactive. It doesn't mean like I have to be the best prayer warrior in the home. No. To be honest, you're probably the best prayer warrior in the home. It doesn't mean I have to know the most Bible in the home. No. Like a lot of guys are intimidated by that. Um, it doesn't mean you have to know everything in the home. That's not what that means. It means you're proactive. Like somebody has to take the lead. Listen, if you don't lead your home, somebody else will. Yes. Either your wife will have to step up and lead, your kids will lead, or other outside influences on your kids and on your children will lead. It is your job to take ownership, which is taking accountability and responsibility, and not just, can I say it this way, not just sit back and let life happen. Yeah, so many times we want to check out and we are so used to doing it in other areas like, oh, I'm going to drop off my kid and you help do this. I'm going to drop off my kid and you do this. Oh, my wife is going to go there and get fed here. No, we need to be ready to engage even in what we don't know. Right. 
be have the ownership right. to find out how to be vested. Like, I've right. never done this, but I'm going to figure it out. Right. And taking that strength and that time to do it instead of, like you said, just sit back. Oh, my wife, she's an A personality. She's yeah. managed other things. Well, yeah. yeah, but she still wants you to be the man of the house. Yes. yes. She still wants to be taken care of. I was talking to a young mom the other day and she goes, you know, Raina, it takes so much pressure off of me knowing that it's really all on my husband. He's accountable for my decisions. Right. Wow. You know wow. what I mean? So and, true. And so when Whenever you look and know that, that as you have that relationship with Christ, right. how you guide, yeah. um, you know, basically I'm I'm kind of under that umbrella right. in a lot of ways. Right. You know, I can try to prop up or you can try to prop up your husband in so many ways, but the accountability kind of comes back to him. Right. You know, whenever it got, you know, all comes down to it. And you know what I what I have found and seen, at least observed in us, is um, when I am playing my role, and you are, if you will, playing your role. When we're respectful of that, and and you're a strong person, you're a strong leader. Nothing wrong with that. You're, but I found that when we both operate the way we are, God just sort of takes over your personality, and He takes over my personality. So neither one of us are necessarily dominant. Like I know right. a, some wives, some wives fear that if they don't lead, in some cases, some things aren't going to happen. I get that. Some husbands, here's the other side. Some husbands are afraid that if they start to lead, that because their wife is either a done it so long or she's so um, controlling, maybe or such an A type, whatever you want to say, that they're they're fearful that she won't follow. But that what you just said is when the husband leads, as Christ has called him to lead, and the wife follow slash leads as Christ has called her, it actually is a beautiful dance. It sure is. You're not competing against each other. No. And, and so many of us are just fearful. They're like two magnets right now that are opposing each other. I'm trying to lead. I know you are. I'm trying to lead. I know you are. Rather than just surrendering to both of their callings, because the Bible, number one, tells you and I to, to die for our wives like Christ died for the church. Right. That's not dictatorship. Right. That's service. That's surrender. That's ownership. That's responsibility. That account, that's accountability. There's hardly any way a man can do that and the wife not notice that sacrifice, that accountability, that reliability, that dependability. She, no matter how strong her personality is, she will fall in line right. with a man that is, first of all, submissive to God, and, and, and number two, proactive in taking ownership of his family. Well, she'll feel cared for. There you go. That's a good way to say it. You know, because our biggest need is, of course, security. Right. You know, and so to know that it's going to be okay, no right. matter how strong of a woman we are, we want to know that everything's going to be okay. And yes, we do want to know that the husband's going to take the initiative to maybe follow through with responsibilities. There you go. That's a good one. And those little steps show that you care enough about me to follow through and check on this. Right. Absolutely. I shouldn't. And because you don't want to nag, but no, then you're that just like, help not, it, it doesn't. doesn't. No. And so it's just kind of like, all right, well, how do you put it to say, hey, you know, we got, really got to get this done. Right. You know, but 
you know, it it's that team effort on on both sides. Absolutely. You know, we can be, well, I, my kid, our kids have this and they have this and they have this. Well, that's where that team effort comes in and goes, okay, right. let's evaluate how much outward activities we are doing. Right. Is it making it to where we really can't get the laundry done? Right. Where mm. we really can't come together for dinner, mm. where we really can't have, you know, that family time that is that foundation um, of just being able to rest together, right? You know, and and just finding out how important that is to spur us on for the next week, right? You know, so but it just takes that reflection constantly on both sides and yes. that willingness to I don't want to say push beyond who you are, but you're like, okay, Lord, who do you want me to be today? Yes. And as you both reflect this, the the fruits of the spirit. That's a good one. It you is so to. much easier to to serve each other. You know, and I keep using the, uh, the the analogy of a dance. It really is. It really is that. So, in other words, I have to come to you, if you will, Raina, and say you want to dance, like physically and spiritually. If you know, like, and using an, an illustration here. But the moment I come to you and say you want to dance, I don't just pick you up. And your feet never touch the floor, and I just carry you around and put you down and go, wasn't that good? No, like your feet are active, and especially the little Texas two-step that you and I do, for the moment there, you're going backwards with your steps until I turn, and then I'm going backwards, and that's usually where I still mess up. And I go backwards <laughs> at that turn, and then, but you know, but then we go, We. my point is that sometimes you lead, sometimes you follow, but I have to be proactive to initiate and say, do you want to dance? And when we lock arms and we go dancing, then that's literally one example of, of leadership in the home. Here's the, here's the second pro. A guy has to be a provider. And again, that's not just finances. And it doesn't mean you provide the most finances, um, you know, in, at least in our economy and here where we live as well and across the country. It does take two incomes for the most part. And so it's never about, is he providing the most? The Bible doesn't say that. But here's what I can tell you, what you do provide the most you, you provide, first of all, a relationship with God yourself. No one else can provide that. Number two, you provide a godly example of authenticity um, in, in how you make mistakes and how you're leading. And, and you provide maybe an abandonment of certain things on your schedule rather than abandoning your family to your schedule. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. You, you provide opportunities. You provide times. You provide openness. You provide conversation. You provide willingness. You provide flexibility and adaptability and availability. It's so much more than we we think in the Western theology, uh, Western mentality. We think of provision as in cars, cash, homes, right? Well, we do need to actually provide food, like the basics. But there's so much more than that. Like you can provide your kids with everything they could ever want, ask for in this world, and still they've missed out on providing them with a godly example, providing right. them with availability, providing them with patience, providing them with understanding, providing them with care. Honestly, I don't remember as much about the things my dad bought me as I do the times that I spent with my dad, right? The jokes that we that we still have and the moments that we have. The things that were, were provided along the way were awesome. Like I can still remember many of them. But that's what we mean by being a provider. So dads, if you're listening, it's and moms, if you want to help them, it's, it's provide an, a, a godly example. Listen of authenticity. I didn't say a godly example of perfection. I didn't say a godly example of the godliest man on the planet. 
a godly example of authenticity. Like I am a dad searching to be a man of prayer. I'm a dad searching to be a man of protection. I'm searching to be a man. Like let them know that. Like this is the first time I've been a dad. Um, or even if you've got four kids, it's still your first time with that fourth kid because each kid is different. You and know? I think the work goes on both sides. It does. I know many times, you know, we can make excuses of wives like, I can't do this because your father is this. Uh, when you're even yeah. saying that to your child, you are not setting your husband up for success. I mean, you have to have that. It, I guess it's that regulation in your speech to say, you know what, it's a hard day, but we're going to, you know, it's a flavorful day is what we say at our house, yeah. but we can do this instead. And having that positive attitude, even when That's so good. life is just a little crazy, That's so but good. not putting that pressure on your kiddos and making excuses for not even moving ahead as a, as a wife right. due oh, to the on. husband. Yeah. And so many times, you know, the husbands want to re-engage, but you're so negative, they don't want to have a chance to re-engage. Right. In your words, well, you never do this, and you're just going to do this again. I'm like, well, okay, you know, for all of us to give grace, you've had to receive God's grace. Wow. And where do you move ahead by being spiteful or getting that little cutting word in? You may be thinking it. But you really shouldn't say it. Wow, you're preaching today, but girl. It, but you know, yeah, I go to the to the Lord in prayer because yeah. God can fight those battles a lot better than right. I ever can. And so, just knowing that it's a two way street of how we talk to each other, how we encourage each other. You know, um, so the, what you provide helps him provide what yes. you provide in grace, what you provide in patience, what you yes. provide in prayer helps him provide that beautiful dance. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. And it goes back and forth. So we can't always say, yes, the husband is head of the household. But are you allowing mm. that process to happen? But there are times, yes, a lot of times when they just don't step up and it is so draining. You know, I see that as well, especially with the whole gaming addiction or PTSD or the different traumas that are more than we've ever faced before. That's the reason why we have a wellness and a counseling ministry. I was sharing with someone this morning that it has taken us years just to get over the counseling faux pas. That was our goal when we first got here Mm. at Waterstone was we have got to let them know that it is a strength to go and get help, that it is a strength to... Um, research and learn how to be a high, the high calling of mom. It is. And to know that it's a strength to be ever learning and to realize that we don't have it together. So many times we forget that on, on one part or the other in marriage. No, you're, you're so right. And I'm, I'm glad you're mentioning it, obviously, which is why you're here, but I'm glad you're mentioning all of that from the perspective of the wife. Um, because that is so needed because, yeah, a lot of men don't really know how to be the spiritual leader. And then when they try and if they're shot down, if you will, uh, then they're not, they're not going to try again. Most men, right? right uh, it's There's a reason why, seriously, let's, please listen, wives. There's a reason why the Bible says that you are to be a help meet. And there's a reason why his number one need, no matter who he is, his number one need is respect. So the reason why the Bible says submit, 
there's another way there's another way you can say that that word literally means respect and so there's a reason why he may not be leading is because he's going to try and he's going to fail and he may not seem like an insecure person but it's going to be hardwired in him. The devil's going to feed into his head. Well, you tried that, and that didn't work out so well. You tried prayer, and that didn't work out so well. You tried this, and look at the argument you got into. He's going to feed into that massive insecurity that is built into him by his sin nature, and your level of respect, like Raina talked about, your level of providing grace, providing prayers, providing support, providing encouragement, even when you want to say certain things, but not saying those things, that right there just helps him learn. He's he's learning like I, you know, we've been married 30 years this June. And I feel like in some areas, I'm still trying to figure out what it means to be a dad, but definitely to be a husband and now like a grandfather. Like it it doesn't stop, is my point. And and, and with age comes different challenges. And we have to continually encourage one another and stay in the dance with one another. And provide that. Here's the last one on being a pro uh, spiritual leader is be a protector. Hmm. Now, for for most men, this comes natural. And what I mean by that is not just military speaking, not at all. Um, it, it comes natural to know uh, I have to defend my family from someone breaking in or if we're at a theme park from somebody harming them. Like we just know we're there's a level of, of protection. Like we want to chase away the bad guys. We want to put a, a shield of protection around them so, so they don't fall. But where we fail to realize is our main area of protection is the Bible has called us to protect our family from, from evil. That is the main. And if the devil can come in, and this is why I'm, I'm starting with it, if the devil can come in and put his finger on that one area of insecurity in a man's life and say, well, she's not listening to you, your family thinks you're a joke, they don't respect you, then what does he do? He relaxes like that area of protection. But when a man feels like he's doing his job, oh, he the chest, if you will, puffs out like he stands a little taller and he wants to protect and so the Bible is actually instructing us and reminding us that our real battle is against evil. It's how we lead in our prayers. It's how we lead in our actions. Like, God, what does it mean to be a spiritual leader? Yes, it, it, it. number one, it means to be proactive. Like, don't be passive about your role. Number two, it means be a provider. But it also means be a, a pr- protector, right? Never think your leadership responsibility is 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 an opportunity to bully or manipulate or mistreat your children. You are there to protect them. Yeah, and it's kind of and to understand that role as a man, mm. um, to not make excuses that whenever evil does come in and you lose your brains yeah. and you get off path, it takes more of a man to be willing to say, "I have been off path. I need right. to re-engage." Right. That takes more manhood to right. admit when they're wrong. To like, I've been I've been looking at porn. Right. I've been talking to this person. I'm emotionally unavailable to you because wow. I got so wrapped up in my own agenda. Yep. Um, because I've closed the deals. I'm looking pretty good since I've been working out. I mean, it's like you have Ooh, to be on guard. Girl. That yeah. All right. You know, you start in those little things of. I, I'm really good at this. Anytime you start saying the words of, 
I'm really good at this. Or I got this. Or I got this. Or I'm the best. Or they think I'm the best at this. When you start saying that, that is just pride. Yeah. And you need a real check really quick on both sides. Both sides. Both sides. Even as a wife, like, I got this. Oh, I'm looking really good. I've been working out a lot. You know? Right. Whatever. It can... Satan would do anything for that battle. Like I tell people, there's many times that you're going through a battle with your spouse, but it has nothing to do with you. It has all to do with the calling for your children, how God wants to use them in mighty ways. Your little tit-tat, you know, whatever's going on has nothing to do with you. Satan would come in. It's much bigger. Yeah. If he could come in and divide whatever it may be. You know, he's going to do it. Now, back to being the protector. Um, protector is just like, it goes back to that security, um, protecting them in, you know, even when the, the wife is having a hard day, yeah. that you listen, that right. you're there to help kind of walk them through that. Yeah, that's a good point. And let them know that it, it's going to be okay. I mean, for me, I've been so blessed by all three boys that are in my daughter's lives because they really nurture and protect their daughters. Yes. Not only physically from like walking in the street ahead of them. I mean, even Jacob, he, I can always tell that he, he looks back at where I am. Like it's that natural little right. protector standpoint. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm okay. You know, I'm like double your age, but still I know it's like, oh, wow, these young men are still watching out for me. Right. Even as their their wife's mom. Right. Um, and that's like this innate manhood. Yes. That is so Yeah, no matter important. where we are, exactly you're you're so right. The three boys, they take care of not just their, no. the girl, the wife. Yes. But all, each of each of all, all of us. All of us. The Absolutely. entire family. They're on protector mode, like right. either for your heart, for words, for safety. I mean, you're always in protector mode. Mode. Right. And the high calling of that over a wife, that's it. That's just. That's a high calling. That's just who you are, you know? And so just realizing that those roles are honors, that that God has that in place for a reason. And it's absolutely beautiful. It is beautiful. Whenever it does work out, but it does take work. I'm glad you said that. It, it does take work. Like m- most of us guys have never been like a godly husband before. No. And, and each area is new, um, which is why the military, you train, 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 train. You don't just train once, you train, train, train. You just keep training, keep training, keep training. I was listening to somebody the other day talk about, you know, I think Stephen Curry, uh, is that his name? Whatever, the basketball player. And they, they he, I think he says he takes like 500 basketball shots a day in, in training. And I forget the statistic. I want to go back and find it. And, there, and, and the guy added up, like, how many is that in a year? And then he said, that's how many training shots in a year, like this ridiculous number. I don't know. Just say, let's say a million. Just throw it out there. And they were like, in the game, he only takes like 30 shots. So what's seen most is the shots he takes in game. But what you never see is almost like three to one, the shots that he takes in practice. Wow. So the point was train, 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 train. Now, and when the point the guy was making was, wasn't just in basketball, it was in life. Most of what we see in life is only when we show up for the job. But what makes us better at our job is how we are training for life in private, which strengthens us in our public. Most of us wow. have never really been godly men before, godly husbands, and each scenario is different. Here, let me close with this and say this. Your wife and your family, they're not, they're not expecting you to be perfect. 
Right. They just want you to be present. They, they want you to participate. Um, so when we say pro, they're, they're actually not even looking at you to be a pro dad, if you will. I'm just using that as an acronym now to, to, for the first three letters of the words. But they are looking for you to be available to say, I'm going to I'm going to I'm willing to learn what it means to be a spiritual protector. I'm willing to learn what it means to be a spiritual provider. I'm learning what it means to be spiritually proactive, but I'm willing. And, and I know you're not pers- expecting perfection, but I'm present in your life and we're going to learn this thing together. Yeah, that really is what it looks like. And right. it's those little things. It's those little things. The little things mean more. I know for me, it means a lot whenever, you know, like we talked about last night, come in to wind down that it's okay to find something that we both watch. Yeah. You know, just taking the moment to do that or the 20 minutes to say, hey, let's go get a cup of coffee together. We don't have time for lunch this week, but I'm going right. to think about you whenever I go get my own cup of coffee or I'm right. going to think about you and and do something little. Well, that can just just like for a guy that fills their tank, yeah. it fills your wife's tank too. Yeah. So, when you continue to do those things of respecting each other, um understanding the calling and the pressures and and things like that from each other, understanding each other's roles, um understanding their bend, right. how they work. Well, that's so true. Um, and being able to practice that bend behind the scenes right. in order to go in and engage in the real battle. Well, I, I, I pray, obviously, we pray before. We pray this helps. We pray this helps yes. a wife understand his role and, and what her role is in helping him understand it. And I pray that some husbands are listening and they've yes. sort of grappled with, but wait, what, is there a biblical definition? Is there a biblical order? There actually is. And I pray yeah. that you've heard this today because you know us, we're trying to strengthen the home and that's what we pray over. Um, is your home and dad's? Just remember, not expect you to be perfect, just present in your home to be yeah. available and willing to learn. We love you guys. Raina, thanks for being here this. Woo-hoo! Jacob, thank you for always being in the room. No problem. All right. Well, you guys have a blessed day and a blessed week. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Bye-bye.